Now, any of you that are familiar with Orkney will know that there is a lovely little green island called Einhallow, which lies between the island of Rousey and the mainland of Orkney. But that island wasn't always there, you know. It used to belong to the, the Finn folk. It was part of Hildeland, their magic islands that float on the surface of the sea. But it was won by magic many years ago. So this is the story, how the Finn folk lost Einhallow. Now, there was a man called Thoradale, who lived in Evie, on the parish that, of the north-west mainland that borders the shore, looking out towards Rousey. Now, in those days, there was no Einhallow there at all. Now, this man, Thoradale, he was married and had three sons, who were now grown up. But his wife, sadly, she took ill and died. Now, after a while, Thoradale thought that he would marry again. He still wasn't that old a man. And there was a woman in the parish who was a great beauty. And he went and courted her and asked her to marry him, and she agreed. Well, they had a wonderful wedding feast, and they were very happy together. The two of them loved each other very much. And also, the, the woman loved her stepsons as well, and they loved her too. Now, one day, Thoradale was down on the shore with his wife. They were gathering shellfish. And Thoradale sat down with his back to the sea, and he was tying his shoelace. When he heard a scream, he sprang up onto his feet and turned around, and he could see that there was a fin man down on the shore, and he had his wife clasped in his arms, and he was dragging her towards his boat. Well, Thoradale ran after him, but the fin man threw her into the boat and jumped into it, and he pulled on the oars, and the boat shot across the surface of the sea, propelled by the fin folk's magic. Well, Thoradale pushed his own boat down to the sea, and he was going to give chase, but it was too late. The fin boat, the fin man and his boat was gone, out of sight. Well, Thoradale went back to the shore, and he was broken-hearted and furious, all of them of equal measure. And he took off his stockings, and he rolled his trousers up, and he went down on his knees on the shore, between high and low water, and he swore that one day he would get his revenge on the fin folk. Alive or dead, he would have his vengeance. Well, he spent many a sleepless night wondering how he would get his revenge on the fin folk, but he hadn't a clue. Now, one day he was out fishing in the Rousey Sound, between Rousey and the mainland. Of course, there was no iron hollow there. And as he was fishing, it was slack water, and he was just bobbing away on the surface of the sea with his fishing line out. And he heard a sound singing and a voice that he recognized. It was the voice of his wife. 
his wife who had been carried away by the fin man. And she sang a song that went, Good man, greet no more for me, for me again you'll never see. But if of vengeance you'd have joy, go spear the wise spay wife of Hoy. Well, what that meant was, Good man, do not cry for me, for you will never see me again. But if you would enjoy vengeance, then go and ask the spay wife, the witch of Hoy, the island of Hoy. So he immediately headed back for the shore, pulled up his boat, went home, took a staff in his hand, and put silver in a stocking, and he walked and walked, and then took a boat over to Hoy, and he found the spay wife, and he told her what had happened with the thin man and his wife, and how he longed for vengeance on them. The thing that you can do that will hurt them the most, said the spay wife, was to deprive them of any part of Hildeland, their invisible islands. Now mortal eyes cannot see their islands, but I will teach you the method by which you can see the island, and the method of being able to win it and secure it as part of the Orkney Islands. So she told him, and he went home with knowledge. And the next night of the full moon, he went to the stones of Stennis. Now, next to the stones of Stennis, there used to be a stone called the Odin Stone, which had a hole through it, a stone which was had magical power. Now, he went on his bare knees nine times around the stone on the night of the full moon, and then looked through the stone, and he did that for nine nights. On the night of the full moon, he would go nine times around the stone and look through the hole, and at the end of the ninth night, he was shown how to see Hildeland. He was given that power, but only once, only the one time could he see it. He went home and he prepared everything. He bought a quantity of salt and he put it in a chest. And he got three cases, straw baskets that you wear on your back. And he told his three sons what they had to do when the time came. Now one morning Thoradell woke up and he went out Ah, he yawned and stretched. <sighs> and he looked out over the sound towards Rousey, and there, lying in the middle of the sea, was a lovely little island, a lovely little green island that had never been there before. He shouted to his sons to make everything ready and to head down to the boat. They knew what to do. They got the cases and they filled them with salt, and the three of them headed down to the shore. They launched the boat and they set rowing towards the island. The three sons rowed, and Thoradell stood in the bow of the boat, 
staring at that island because he knew that if he took his eyes off that island just for a second, just for a moment, it would be gone and he would never have the power to see it again. So he kept his stare fixed on that island. Now as they were rowing along, suddenly the sea around them was filled with whales, great huge whales. Now the sons said, Father, we should try to drive some of these whales ashore, thinking of the money that they could make from the rendered-down blubber. The whale oil was an expensive commodity in those days. But the man said, No, keep rowing, because he knew that this was just the magic of the finfolk, used to conjure up an apparition. They weren't real, they were phantoms. Now, one of the whales, the biggest of the lot, lay between the boat and the island, which only Thoradale could see. And this whale slowly turned around, and it swam towards the boat with its huge mouth wide open, and the boys thought that it was going to swallow the boat with them in it. And they shouted to their father, but he paid no attention. He took a handful of salt from the nearest casey, and he threw it into the monster's mouth, and it disappeared. It was only the magic of the finfolk, and salt can break the magic. Now they carried on rowing, and they were drawing near to the island, which again the boys couldn't see, but Thoradale could. And there on the shore was two of the most beautiful mermaids you'd ever seen in your lives, standing there with their silvery-coloured petticoats on, and they were naked from the waist up, and their long golden hair flowed down their backs and sparkled in the sun like spun gold, and they sang the most beautiful song. And as the boys heard it, they started to row slower and slower. They were in a dream, under the spell of the mermaids. Now Thoradale gave the nearest boys a kick and said, Keep rowing. And he shouted to the mermaids, Take this, yon holy limmer. And he threw a cross at them. It was a cross made of tangles. That's the dried kelp stems, kelp seaweed. And he had fastened it together in the shape of a cross. And he threw it at the mermaids. And when they saw it, mermaids and finfolk cannot bear the sign of the cross. And they screamed and chomped into the sea and swam away. Now the next thing that the boys knew was the boat had hit a beach, a gravelly beach. They, now they could see the island. They hadn't been able to see it before, but now they could see it too. And Thoradale chomped out onto the shore and walked up onto the land, and there was a hideous monster. It was huge, with tusks as long as a man's arms, and feet as big and flat and round as millstones, and it spat fire from its mouth. But Thoradale took another handful of salt, and he threw it in the monster's face, and the monster disappeared with a low, terrible growl. And in its place was a thin man with a naked sword in his hand. 
I know why you've come here, said the Finman. You've come to steal land from the Finfolk, and if you don't go, I will defile the soil of Hildeland with your vile human blood. Well, when the sons heard that, they shouted, Father, come away! Come home, Dad! But he wasn't going anywhere. The Finn man lunged at him with a sword, trying to strike him in the breast with it to drive the sword into his heart. But Thoradale was too quick for him, and he jumped to one side, and he had another cross prepared, one made of cloggers, kind of sticky grass, and he threw it at the Finn man's face, and it stuck to his face, and it burned into his flesh. The Finn man cried out in pain, but he couldn't bear to pull the cross away, because if he touched it with his hands, his hands would be burnt too. He ran off screaming in pain. Well, Thoradil ordered his sons to get out the boat. They knew what to do. Now was time to act. So the three of them got a casey of salt on their backs, and they went around the island, sewing a ring each around the island, a ring of salt all the way around Einhallow. And they did that three times, the three of them. Three times, three rings of salt, nine rings in all, all the way around Hildeland. And at the same time Thoradale cut nine crosses into the turf of the island, which fixed it. Now the mermaid screamed, and the thin men roared with rage and anger, and their beautiful blue cattle that grazed on the island, they bellowed out of them in panic. It sounded like the world was coming to an end, and they all ran pell-mell down the slopes of the island and into the sea and gone. Now, eventually, the boys finished their three rings of salt each all the way around the island. But not quite. You see, the youngest son had big hands, and he didn't finish that last ring of salt. And so there is still said to be magic on Einhallow. It is said that no rats, cats, or mice can live on the island, and that if you tether an animal with an iron stake, as soon as the sun sets, the stake will chomp out of the ground. And if corn is cut after sunset on the island, the stalks will bleed. Now, people in Kirkwall used to take stones and bits of handful of soil from Einhallow and put it under the doors of their houses, under the thresholds, to stop rats and mice from entering the house. I don't know if that works. I have thought at times about taking a handful of soil from Einhallow and put it in the cat's litter tray to see what would happen, but... Rhonda won't let me.